I, I started my pre-licensed real estate school online and it's been doing very well. We're in nine states and um, I, I just kind of, I, I've had these sales meetings I've created years, a while back and, and I've kind of like to dust those off, recreate them and put a, like a membership site up for brokers. And I think it will go real good with kind of our other strategy with our online real estate school, because what we want, we not only want to give brokers sales meetings, but I want to say I'm kind of, my niche is this small to medium sized broker that, Hey, I'm going to also do some technology training and things to help agents and your agents can come over and be a part of it for free. If you're a member of my easy sales meetings, once a month, I'll do a call or whatever. And so I don't want to bombard brokers and managers with a lot of information because I know they're busy. And, but I also thought it might be good if I have a membership site to once a month drip out a, Hey, here's a zoom or a podcast. Um, and we're going to talk about recruiting or growing your company. And so I knew, you know, I wanted to, to really just chat with you about, uh, what do you see that successful offices have done? And, you know, what do you, how do you, if you wanted to just blow, blow it up and start over, where would you start? And, you know, just any tips you could give. So it'll be real conversational and, and I can edit anything out. So that's my favorite thing about John. I love you madly. Uh, I, I have tremendous respect for you. I, I have, I will admit to you over the years, I've pulled out some of your sales meeting idea things from the REBI magazine. Oh, uh, thank you. Um, my, um, my focus, <clears throat> as you know, John has been in, in leadership and, uh, I have been very grateful over the last, gosh, I don't even know how long, oh, six years, seven years, eight years, uh, been, been recruited by brokerages who are, I need productivity training. I need, they never, ever, ever use the word leadership training, even though that's really what it kind of right. is. Um, I need this, I need this, I need this. And I say, okay, sure, let, let's figure it out. So, you know, it's, it's, they, they often want me to uh, join them, which I'm not interested in doing, but I will spend the time. I had one particular company. I was with them two years uh, because my goal was to get them right set it, if you will, right. in, in terms of leadership. And, you know, I love what you said. I focus on the small to medium-sized companies, and I know you know this, and I don't have the stat off the top of my head, but if I look at San Diego County, San Diego County, we have 23, 25,000 members, which will be changing soon with the change right. in the industry. But out of that group of people, probably 60 to 65% of them are small, independent, unfranchised companies. Right. And that's that actually is trended with NAR. So the percentage of uh, small independent companies, non-franchised companies, but even factor in smaller franchised companies, is huge. And and I loved your your I because I, I you know I, I think the world of you. So well, I thank laugh. you. <laughs> I actually well, I I think of, I mean you were the first person I thought of. I was like. 
if I have value, I want, I want people to get value out of this. And I thought, you know, Jenny would be wonderful. I loved your pitch you were giving for the course that you were teaching. I saw it on Facebook and whichever one that was. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I, I, I had to smile and, um, and I have to, I'm just going to take you down the path of, uh, of um, some of your questions. And I love your questions. They're perfectly, perfect, perfect questions to help facilitate what you're trying to do for the consumer that you're reaching to. Um, and so managers and successes, what makes a great manager? I have to skip past that and come down to the next piece. The manager is struggling. Making over an office, I understand Gordon Ramsay. Uh, yeah, I was just going to mention that. Yeah. I don't know. I love it, but I'm going to skip down to the next piece because uh, for me, and, and I, I'm going to use myself as an example, John. Uh, it's, I, lo- I love what you asked. Recruiting, should this be a priority? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, but you know, <laughs> Yeah. So let me introduce you. We'll just start recording and, and okay. talk about go it because <laughs> those would be great because, you know, so many people just don't recruit. I mean, and yet they wonder why their business is always so I, yeah, let's, uh, so I'll just introduce you. We'll start, we'll start talking and then we're already recording. I know you're going to edit. Yeah. So, so I can take some of that as well. So take whatever you want. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this month's coaching call. And kind of just as I mentioned, I want to have something of value-added content for our members. And I'm so excited to have my good friend, Jenny Field, with us. I've known Jenny for a number of years through the CRB, which is now part of the REBI. And that's the Council of Real Estate Brokerage Managers. Although, Jenny, I think it's had several... CRB names, but, and now it's part of the Real Estate Business Institute, which is so cool because that's grown. But Jenny has um, been in the industry for a long time and really has focused on helping leaders and, and managers and brokers. And we were talking before we started here, that's kind of what she loves. She loves to help in leadership. And, you know, I think you brought that up, Jenny. So first of all, thank you. And it's just an honor. I adore you, John Mayfield. I'm always available to you. Thank you. you. You know, when we were talking earlier, and I loved what you said about you love to work with leaders. And I think you mentioned sometimes they don't want to call themselves a leader. But, you know, we have to remember as a manager of seven people or 70 people are are larger you are leading that organization and um so um great point but why why do you think let's just start with do you think a lot of times is there a is there some kind of a disconnect as managers or brokers that gets us off track from reminding us that we're leaders or do you see a disconnect in that that we need to be conscious of? You know, it's an, an incredibly excellent question. And I just want to make sure my phone is turned off so I don't get bothered. It's an incredible uh, question. And, and I've been in uh, I've been in brokerage leadership since 1989. It started in Connecticut. And I'm just going to give you a tiny, tiny, because every one of the offices I've managed, there was a backstory to 
And I will share with you pretty much across the board, it involved lack of leadership pretty much across the board. There's probably only one office I can think of in my career where, uh, and this is an interesting point because it's still leadership, but what it was was uh, dad was retiring and he wanted to teach his kids how to run the brokerage. And they hired me to do that. And that was, gosh, that was 1996. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I guess the way to answer that question the right way, John, is to say that all too often when we go into real estate, we don't really have foundational pieces that explain to us that we're running a business. Right. Whether it's me as an individual agent or a broker running a real estate company, we're not understanding that we have a business to run. Uh, and, and within that, you know, when you're running a business, you're a leader. Exactly. You have to actually kind of lead. And so <clears throat> when we look at leadership as a challenge, sadly, often I feel that, um, and this is a, this is a passion point for me. So forgive me, but I spend a tremendous amount of time with the aging population of our industry saying, do you have a plan and are you ready for 2023? And that's what I'm doing right now because every place I teach, I bring it up. Right. If you have somebody who never had a plan uh, to be an agent to create business who just, I made enough money. Now I'm going to be a broker, but I didn't have a plan to be an agent. How am I going to have a plan to be a broker? Yeah, that's a good point. And if you're not running your business like a business, it's it's challenging, challenging, challenging. So if I may move forward to your question, and I love your question, and it is my it is actually my hot point, which is recruiting. Yes. And let's go back to for me personally, and I'm going to use myself as an example going back that far. I I started uh, my first management office in 1989, and I'll make you laugh on this one. The guy I, I worked for did not provide his uh, leadership in brokerages, a, a PL. We didn't know. Now, I've been running companies since I was 23 years old. So I called right. the guy and I said, So, how do I know what my target is if you're not providing me with a profit and loss statement? I don't even know what my numbers are to break even. So, how can I fix your problem? Exactly. Sorry, it's the, the New Yorker in me. I left then and I went to another company and um, I realized in 1990 when I went to a a large franchise company, I realized that my job was very simple. And this is about leadership. It's a very simple formula. It's not even algebra or calculus. It's a simple formula. Hire the right people, teach, hold them to a business, create the business plan with them, hold them to their business plan and help them succeed. And when you take that formula and you say you had these three pieces from the agent that you've hired, if they, if you help them make more money, then guess what happens? Everybody makes more money. Exactly. It's a exactly. formula. It's the simplest formula on the planet. Hire it is. Isn't it amazing, John? It is. And you know, I think too, when you follow that recipe that you just shared, That's the perfect formula also for retention because they will not want to leave you because you really got them to where they're at. 
I love what you just said that, and I teach that when I talk to agent yeah, brokerages that hire me. When you bring a, a, and I personally, John, I know it's not for everyone, but my favorite right. person to hire was a brand new agent. Right. And and if I look at my and and I I smile at this because when I think of it compared to so many other places, um, when I was in in California, I moved to California in '98, kept managing, and my largest office was 250. My, my, it became 250 people. When I got there, it was 125. I had 8,000 square feet to pay for. At that time, at the beginning, a staff of four. And, and, and frankly, recruiting is how I fixed the problem because the year I took over, it was December of 2001. Okay, let's, we can talk about 9-11. We can certainly factor that in. But they had $168,000 in profit in December of 2001. And I was hired in December of 2001, but I was not moved into leadership until February of 2002. For a lot of reasons, they don't matter. But I started looking at the profit and loss statement because you have to know what that looks like. You have right. to know what your basic expenses are. You have to understand, I, and this is a passion point as well, your break-even point. How much money do you need to make to pay your bills? Exactly. Before profit, before you get to the profit piece. And so I said, when I looked at the numbers and I processed the numbers and I unpacked where the bleeding may have been, I said, I got to get busy. Yeah, exactly. And that was all recruiting. And I started hiring on average five to eight people a month for the first 18 months of my being there. Yeah. So, and I want to get to that to kind of uncover. And I also want those who are watching or listening to know that Jenny actually wrote, she's written several recruiting courses, but I know you have written a recruiting course for the CRB. It's a great course. I love teaching it. And um, if you, I mean, go to your local board and say, hey, let's put on a recruiting class and Jenny would be a, an excellent instructor for that. But two things that, you know, you bring up here, I was talking to a lady uh, the other day who's a friend of mine and, and uh, you may know her, her name's Teresa Barnaby. She's a uh, part of RIA, the real estate educators association. But Teresa was telling me when she was managing an office at one time, she said, John, I had to write or our office, cause she was on a big office like you, we had to write a million dollars worth of business every day just to, that was our quota. And she's like, I mean, I had to figure out how are we going to write a million dollars? I mean, that was what her company had figured out they needed. And I know some of those deals would fall through and not happen, but it really does start with that business plan. And one of the things I have a little coaching program for, for my uh, real estate school is trying to figure out how many transactions do you need to do every month just to break even. Appreciate so I guess as managers too, you know, I go back when I took over my mom's company, I really didn't know all of that. And I remembered GMAC, I was, my mom and I were part of the first Better Homes and Gardens group that was out that, of Des Moines and that. Meredith you, Corporation. That was, was in the mid, mid, early to mid, late 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then I believe it was in 95 or 6, General Motors decided to, they purchased 
better homes and gardens and they converted over to gmac i think they thought it would be a great vehicle for financing they didn't last very long and they gave us this dog and pony show to you know to extend and go along with them but i i'm getting to why i want i want to ask you this question they did provide one course jenny and i remember going and there was this lady who taught this course she was an elderly lady but very good and she worked with us that day on going through and figuring out how many recruits we needed to break even i had never gone through this exercise but by the end of the day i remember looking at the numbers and i thought i need 33 people to break even and i only had like 14 and then i thought okay now i know why i'm not making any money but walk us through that i know it's a very complicated process but i think a lot of times people don't realize they need to be recruiting regularly because of because it all flows back to making a profit i i i you could you could see that i was laughing a lot yeah <laughs> i understand what you were dealt now she did the right thing um and and I will share with you, and I, I've said this to everybody in leadership at REBI. I number one, I've been running companies since I was a kid. I, I I I focused very much on running businesses that were profitable as a kid, even in high school. I was able to do that. So I've always looked at the formula process. I am not a science uh, mathematics person. I'm a business mathematics person. So I always understood basic formulaic processes. So as I moved that into the real estate life, and then I started taking CRB in 1990, I took my first CRB classes in 1990, long before our amazing Janice was anywhere close to being a part of it. And it really was entirely focused on profitable companies. And I, I it just fed right into my wheelhouse in terms of how do you do this and what do you do? And it was all formula. It was all formulaic. It was all about how much money do I need to bring in in order for me to make profit? But you can't make profit until you know how much it costs to pay the bills. And then let's take it to the to the next piece. And if I am forgetting anything that you said, please bring me back. You you know, real estate agents are independent contractors who don't often come from business backgrounds, who therefore don't often understand. Uh, how to create a business plan. Mm -hmm. They have usually no concept of how many houses do I need to sell for me to make enough money to be happy in real estate. But let's talk about that leadership piece. So when I was managing my largest office, you ready for this number? And this is 19, no, this is 2002. I had to bring in, and I didn't look at I didn't look at GCI. I looked at company dollar. I always knew what company dollar did I need to bring in for me to pay the bills and still have profit. Company dollar is the piece that you get to keep after you pay your agent's commission. So, or percent retained, call it anything you want to call it. It's how much company dollar, how much do I get to keep as a leader for me to pay the bills mm -hmm. but still have profit? And I had to bring in for this large office, which was 125 people when I got there, but it was 250 when I, you know, after two years, I had to bring in $125,000 a month in company dollar to pay the bills, John. Yeah, just to pay the bills. Just to pay the bills. 
And frankly, one of my favorite words in the world is profit, big fan of it. And so I said to me, uh, how many people do I need to recruit at what split level? Help them. No, it's all about the, you know, one of my favorite books is Good to Great. And, and right. about the whole me rest too. of the book, it's just one thing. It says, hire the right people and help them succeed. And when they succeed, you make money. And that's exactly what I did. And, and this is not anything other than fact-based commentary here. This is no, no ego involved at all because I'm a business person. I look at everything by the number. So within the first 12 months of my being there, because I took over the office in February of 2002, by the end of the year, we made 742000 in profit. And by the end of two years, we were just under a million dollars, 965000 Kind of ticked me off that I didn't get the million-dollar mark. And <laughs> I should have gotten an award anyway because it took me two years to turn it around. And all of that was, John, all of that was recruiting, 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 and retention. So let's talk about the retention piece, because I know you mentioned that as well. Um, when you're looking at retention, and you said it so brilliantly, when you hire the person who has the ability and the desire to succeed in real estate, remembering how challenging it can be, mm -hmm. but you hire the right people and you help them succeed. They don't leave. They generally don't. I mean, there's always going to be people who want to start a company or maybe it gets wined and dying to go off somewhere else. But generally, I think most of the time, those people are so grateful and indebted because you helped get their career to where it's at and you continue to help them maintain that, that longevity. Ab absolutely true. So if I go back to that particular office, I always use that office as a benchmark because it was such a massive challenge with with a massive bottom line budget to pay for mm -hmm. i always go back to that one and i can share with you that for the most part no one that ever left me left me unless i wanted to help them go and that's a question you didn't even ask it's like what about termination you know and this and this goes back i'd love to how do you determine who's good during an interview well determining who's good during an interview is how you determine do you hire them or not. And I will share with you one of the great mistakes I see with so many of the clients that I work with, mostly as a consultant working with real estate companies, is they don't hire the right people. They hire somebody that they love, really a lovely person. And uh, I just did a video about this that I uh, 